Good afternoon, Acadiana. Welcome to Kane Radio's Chip Shots. I'm Teddy Sliman. With you here in the air chair. Soon to expect my compadre and cohort, Ralph Boxcar Bazaron, to join us a little bit later on. So we're going to be talking about golf over the next hour. So um, you want to join in, 367-1240 is our air number. We'll welcome a question or two for sure. Looks like the golf has got a reprieve this weekend. I think most of the golf courses have got in some golf, even though it was uh, fairly wet. But uh, spotty showers anyway. Once again, I hope that continues in versus a hurricane. All right, let's thank our sponsors before we start talking golf. Start out with uh, GolfBalls.com, one of our title sponsors. Certainly want to thank them for their sponsorship of Chip Shots. You can locate them at Arnold Boulevard right there in Lafayette. Their big thrust is uh, Internet activity, which they uh, logo golf balls they sell over the Internet. But uh, being local as we are, you can go into their showroom right there on Arnold Boulevard and check out their new and latest equipment. Hit golf balls into their simulator and try out their new golf clubs. Of course, all the soft goods available there as well. Golfballs.com, Arnold Boulevard, Lafayette. Coca-Cola Bottling Company. Thanks, Mr. Lee Tatford, for sponsoring Chip Shots, as well as High School Football, which is coming up soon. Next Friday, we'll be uh, kicking off our season with the Jamboree. And Coca-Cola is one of our sponsors for that. So we thank Mr. Lee Tatford and the Coca-Cola Bottling Company of Lafayette. And, of course, our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Cane Row, Sugar Oaks, Bellevue, uh, Chaffalaya now. Chaffalaya has been sending me some information, so why not pass it on? they still doing their Twilight Scrambles every Thursday. It's a two-person team, and it's a 5.30 shotgun start. I think you need to sign up by 4.30 so they can draw teams and stuff. It's only 40 bucks for non-members and $30 for a Chaffalaya pass holder members. And uh, you get all the amenities, court green fee, range balls, prize money, and food as well. So what, great afternoon. If you have nothing to do on a Thursday afternoon, get your partner and go out there and uh, check out a Chaffalaya. Here the golf course is in nice shape. And the reason I heard that is because they sent me this over the Internet, that they air-fired their greens last week. Uh, Monday the 15th and Tuesday, and Tuesday the 16th, uh, front and back nine. So they aerified, verticut, fertilized, and uh, applied all the necessary chemicals. So uh, their golf course should be, uh, with the rain, should be uh, really jumping. Then I had a chance to see Father Green. Uh, Father Richard Green was a pastor over in Patterson and uh, played a lot of golf over at uh, Morgan City. Ed Selsa, the former golf pro there, was... Uh, his good friend as well as mine. And Father Green, while he was a pastor in Patterson, he got to coach, volunteer coach, the, the golf team at Morgan City. And uh, the new pro at Atchafalaya is not Ed Seltzer. He's retired. The new pro is Jacob. I think it's Bayland. Not not really sure of his last name. But Father Green was telling me a story about how he, he coached him at Morgan City, and we, we both couldn't, he couldn't remember his last name, but uh, that's what happens when we get our age, right? But he's the new pro at, at a Chaffalaya, and uh, I looked on the website and couldn't find his name, so I'm going to have to do a little more research. All right, and down at Bellevue in Franklin, that dogfight was their latest tournament, latest dogfight, rather. 
And that's their uh, most popular event every month. They love to shoot dog fights. <coughs> it's always popular. So first place went to Butch Bajeron, no relation to Boxcar. Uh, second place was a tie, Bobby McDaniel and Brandon Burdett. And uh, Brandon is, of course, the son of Ty Burdett, the owner, and looks like he's going to have to put him to work. He's winning too many tournaments that uh, Franklin and Bellevue host. And so they had that club championship uh, about two or three weeks ago and uh, senior and, and champions flight. But both of them went into playoffs, and because of the rain and, and darkness, they had to uh, do the playoffs in the ensuing days or weeks. And it took them some time. You know, you got to get together during a weekday or whatever and uh, play some holes. So uh, on the senior division, Doug Show beat out Al Landry. And then in the championship flight, they went three holes, was won by Brandon Burdett. Go figure. He beat Todd Potan. That boy needs to go to work. Then down at Cane Row, here's that twilight rate. It's 30 bucks Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Senior rate is uh, 38.46 for those 60-plus years age. And then the Wednesday special is $30, same as the uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, but it's after 12 noon. But I suggest you become a member there because uh, you get some big perks 20% off all their soft goods, 10% off of hard goods like golf balls and stuff. And then it's only $142. And here's the biggest advantage. You get to book your tee times one week in advance. And that is a tremendous advantage because tee times are hard to find. When the weather's good and the ground's dry, that place has been packed. They also chart your handicap according to the Louisiana Golf Association's handicap system. And one last thing for members, you don't have to pay dues to be a member of the Men's Golf Association with Raymond Bernard as its president. You are automatically a member if you're a dues-paying member. And then as we've been talking about with football season approaching, if you have a loved one that likes and supports and uh, goes to the games for the Raging Cajuns, they have licensed, logoed UL products, merchandise right there in their pro shop. Go check it out. Nice Soft goods, a shirt or a pullover that you can wear to a football game. Good gift for a loved one that uh, likes the Raging Cajuns. <coughs> the MGA schedule is about to end, and the last tournament on the schedule was that club championship, and it was scheduled for August 20th and 21st, but uh, it's been moved to October because of the wet weather. Then over at Sugar Oaks, discount golf available there for sure. Nine or 18 holes is only $22, and that's on Monday and Tuesday. And their all-day special still remains Wednesday for only 31 bucks. You can play as many holes as you want. Big discount there at Sugar Oaks. <coughs> and their most recent tournaments, they have their MGA is very, very active. And they have tournaments on Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. So uh, their Wednesday Twilight Scramble, the last one played was won by Jason Bear, Glenn Dupuy, and Paul Colson. And the uh, word I got here is that he sunk a, Colson did, he sunk a 20-foot birdie putt on the final hole to uh, edge out the team of Greg Dubois, Tam Rosemont, and Matt Bear. And then their always popular Friday Team Shamble was rained out because of the weather. But then they got in August 14th. They got in their individual 
uh, team front, back, and 18, and then they draw. It's an individual play, but they draw for teams. So winning the front nine was Eric Lachelet and Roger Bassani with a total of 22 points. And then winning the back and the 18 as well, Paul Ladusur and Robert Burton with 24 points. I didn't get skins for that, but I'm sure they did a few skins and uh, somebody won some cash. And then the Gator Golf Club, which stems out of Sugar Oaks, uh, their last event was played in Marksville at Tamaka Trails. First flight winner was Tim Hoffpower, plus six. And the second flight winner, Kent Kern, plus seven. They have a nice membership for this that travels, this uh, association that travels about South Louisiana from uh, Baton Rouge to, uh, to Lake Charles playing all the uh, Audubon Trail golf courses as well as some very, very nice golf courses. And uh, coming up this week at Beaver Creek in Zachary, one of my favorite municipal golf courses, they're going to play on August 27th. Of course, that's all weather permitting, right? <coughs> Pro-Am results. Uh, thanks to Doug Beard. He, uh, he's doing a great job of uh, running our Pro-Am Association, which uh, has five golf courses on its rotation. The last one was played <coughs> this month at Southern Oaks in uh, Abbeville. And once again, Doug is incorporated, and you can play on two days a week, Tuesday and, or, well, Tuesday or Thursdays of the month. And uh, that was August 2nd and 4th. But uh, on August the 3rd, it rained so much, six-plus inch, six inches of rain, that only 27 players showed up on Thursday, reducing the field to only 82 players. We've been getting... Upwards of 100-plus players in uh, almost every event. And unfortunate uh, that the rain played havoc to uh, Southern Oaks. But nonetheless, they got their Pro-Am in. 82 players is not bad. You know, years ago, that would have been a great turnout. And so uh, the first-place team went to Brody LeBlanc, probably our premier player in, uh, in New Iberia for sure. He teamed up with Jake Broussard, Fairley Painter, and Chris Mayard, winning $120 a score of plus nine. And once again, that $120 is redeemable in the merchandise room over at golfballs.com. So you can get any of their soft goods or hard goods that you want over there. And wow, what, what a big advantage because uh, they have one of the largest golf shops in, around, you know. Second place went in $84 with plus five was a team of Mitch Guillory, Matt Abair, Gerald Segu, and Jimmy Daniels. Then in third place, with plus three, went to Kate Abair, who is the uh, director of golf over at Southern Oaks, the host course. He teamed up with Michael Michel, Lyle Hargrave, and Patrick Darby. They won $52. The low amateurs was Brody LeBlanc, plus five, Mitch Guillory, plus four, Benny Jornet, plus four, and Carter Owens, plus six, and they won 30 bucks each. And the next program is scheduled for Eagle Ridge, and I believe it's going to be September 6th. That's the day after Labor Day, Tuesday. You can play then or Thursday, the 8th of uh, September. Hope the weather pans out for us there and, and we get a break and some dry weather comes in and, God forbid, a hurricane come, come our way. Latest results of the Lafayette Men's Golf Association, headed up by President Lawson Ruley. <coughs> they play the first Tuesday of the month, or rather the second Tuesday of the month, is their out-of-town course, and their last one was played over at a Chaffalier in Patterson, and the team winners there 
was Farley Painter and Glenn Birow with plus six points. They edged out Byron Dugas and Kenny Granger, who had plus four points. And then their fourth Tuesday of the month, they play at their home course, ABM Municipal Golf Course in Lafayette. And the format was individual play, and Lawson, the president and CEO of the association, won by a whopping five points. He was plus 11 over his handicap point. He edged out, edged out. He creamed John Pierce, with, who was plus six, and then third place, Jay Frederick, plus four. Then on the junior golf scene, my grandson Drew's got a busy fall coming up. Saturday and Sunday, uh, September 10th and 11th, he will be playing in Notable Gays Tournament, which is a national-type tournament uh, over in Mississippi. And then on the following weekend, uh, Saturday and Sunday, September 17th and 18th, he will be playing in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, representing the team of the Louisiana Juniors playing against the Mississippi Juniors in Ryder Cup-style matches uh, for the juniors. And then he'll conclude his fall season uh, with uh, TPC, the Players' Championship, which is going to be played at Lake Charles Country Club in October. We'll be following Drew closely with that for sure. Then the Raging Cajuns start off their golf season Labor Day weekend in Verona, New York, playing up in Syracuse. Um, Two new freshmen will adorn the team this year. I'm not going to try to pronounce their last names because they're both foreigners. Maximus is from Australia, rather Austria. Well different from Australia, trust me. (laughs) Way up north and then way down south, Milan is from South Africa. Two freshmen coming in that theater hopes to help his golf team uh, this year. He only has nine golfers this year on his team, which I don't know is a good or bad thing, but uh, the competition will be less, but uh, hopefully it will be more improved. So we'll see how that pans out. Only seven golfers on his squad. He usually has about ten on half scholarships each. They have a nice lineup. Uh, After they come back from New York, they go to Condren, Louisiana, and play at uh, Squire Creek in the uh, Jim Rivers, that's sponsored by Louisiana Tech. Then they go to Alabama, and then to Gladwater, Texas, and then their final tournament's going to be in Maui at Kanapali Beach Classic in Maui, October 28th, 29th, and 30th. So a great schedule for the Raging Cajuns coming up this fall season. Five tournaments in the fall, and then, of course, seven in the, um, in the spring. Well, that'll wrap up our local stuff. We, uh, we'll get into uh, some national golf, which uh, was plentiful on the national scene this, this weekend, and uh, we'll check out what happened there. Stay tuned. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tea time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters, featuring 20,000 
20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. We have a new player on the field and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola and the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Woo! Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Chip Shots, Mondays at 5 on the all-new game 107.5. Hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And welcome back to Chip Shots, our second segment here. Still waiting box score. He'll enter shortly, I'm sure, and... Uh, Jump in with the uh, National Golf News, which was plentiful over the weekend, as I said before the break. But uh, a little programming note, uh, next week, uh, right after Chip Shots, we'll begin the inaugural CHS Coaches Show with Tony Landry, the voice of the Panthers, as well as Coach Scott Watney going over the season. And uh, every Monday after Chip Shots, we'll be hearing about Catholic High Football right here on Kane Radio, AM 1240 or 107.5. And uh, since Boxcar is entering right now, we'll, uh, we'll delay a little bit and beginning to talk about the two uh, big tournaments that were played this weekend. I jumped back and forth on my uh, TV set uh, with the U.S. Amateur being played at uh, Ridgewood Country Club in uh, Paramus, New York, or rather New Jersey. It's only uh, like 12 miles from New York City. And uh, then I was jumping back and forth with the uh, second leg of the... Uh, FedEx Cup playoffs, and that was uh, the BMW Classic, and it's play, it was played in Wilmington, Delaware, which also is not too far from New York City, so uh, the Yankees got a lot of golf this weekend. Welcome aboard, box score. Hey, Teddy, how, how are you today? We're doing good. So far, yeah. so good. No rain, I don't think. Uh, no, I just got a little alert. they um expecting rain in New Iberia shortly, but uh, right now, it's still just cloudy, but... Yep. But, you know, had uh, did a couple of showers today, uh, spotty, real spotty again. Like so we're we, we going to start out with the, uh, the USGA, okay? I'm, uh, I'm going to do that first. Uh, and before we, uh, well, the U.S. women's amateurs played, they always play them back-to-back, the U.S., the women and the men. And uh, I've got to give uh, Saki Baba from Japan. She's only 17 years old. She won at Chambers Bay up there in uh uh, Washington State crushing her opponent 11 to 9 in in the um, match play format. As as you well know, you were mentioning on the phone to me today that you kind of like that format. And I do. Boy, it was exciting with the uh, with the U.S. amateur for sure. And like I was saying, I was bouncing back and forth. But uh, most of my uh, watching was the U.S. amateur. And uh, you know these players, they're not used to uh, you know two three thousand 
people in a gallery following just them. You know, I mean, they're, they're college players for the most part, and uh, it's it's nerve wracking and, and a lot of pressure on these players. Yeah. But uh, the 122nd U.S. Amateur was played at Ridgewood Golf Course in, where I said, Paramus, New York, or New Jersey, only a few miles from, 12 miles from New York City. And uh, a guy named, uh, dog it, I'm losing his name. Sam Bennett beat out Ben Carr. Sam Bennett plays golf for Texas A&M, and he beat him one up in the 36-hole match play final. Uh, ben Carr plays for Georgia Southern, which has ties to uh, the Sun Belt Conference because they are a member. So uh, UL plays quite a bit against them. And then uh, in, the, in their March Louisiana Classic, Theodore invited Texas A&M, and uh, the hotshot Sam Bennett won the tournament with uh, – with a scoring record, he shot three straight 66s, which is 18 under par. Started out his first day with a couple of bogeys because my uh, grandson, Drew, was following him. And uh, after nine o's, he came, Pops, that guy's not that good. <laughs> well, Drew, he's pretty good if you watch him finish that tournament and win this tournament. So, uh, Yeah, I'd say he's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, uh, the Havamaker Trophy is what he took home with him, and he said he was lo- – you know, going to enjoy looking at the names uh, on that and that trophy. And, of course, Jack Nicklaus, multiple winner, as well as Tiger Woods, three times winner. But Sam, like I said, won the Louisiana Classics in March. And, and on his arm, he, uh, he had lost his father to, uh, to a disease, uh, Alzheimer's disease, which uh, he, he seems to have contracted when he was in the war. Or, or, or whatever it is that, that spurs up that, that disease. He was only 53 years old. But he said one of the last things he told him was, don't delay chasing your dreams. And uh, Sam had it tattooed on his arm, that exact quote. And uh, periodically he would use it as an inspiration for him. And uh, he kind of got away from it uh, lately. But uh, he still mentioned it in, in his post uh game uh interview and uh it it, it uh it's a, it was a hard thing for him to lose your father when you're when you're in college and you're only 53 years old and uh you know he took on his coach a, as his surrogate father and uh, he, he actually caddied for him in, in the match and uh it was it was uh he credits credits him he says this man knows more about me the guy's name is brian carton and uh he said, this guy knows more about me than any other human being, including my, my deceased father. So, uh, so like, he, he kind of, like, would go in there in his office early in the morning before class or something and uh, just just spill out his beans, you know. I mean, like, uh, he, he had no father to turn to. And he, he got real angry as he would, would demonstrate on the golf course at times. He'd throw clubs and stuff and, and you know, get really, really angry. But... Uh, this coach had, had had a big impact on him, and you know, kind of ho- hoisted in the reins on, on him. And uh, now look at him; he's uh, he's going to be a star player. He's going to he's going to play. He, he's a is a fifth year senior, but he's play he, he's going to play his last year for for Texas A and M. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of what goes unnoticed a lot, uh, not only in golf but in all. Um, collegiate sports you know the the role of the coach <laughs> is not just when they uh 
you know, get on the field and, and actually coach the game or, or what, you know, and when they get on the golf course and, and send their best players out there. I mean, it's, it's, a, it, it's a role of a mentor, a father, a figure, a, a friend, <laughs> um, a confidant, you know, um, just um, someone that can, can kind of give these young men, especially in the case of some of these golfers that we've alluded to that many times, uh, that they're coming from foreign countries and yeah. you know homesick and and so I mean it's 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 a um, it, it's a lot more than, than than what meets the eyes as far as the uh, the coaching goes you know but uh, but but good for him that he found that um, that 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 shoulder to lean on and and uh, you know he obviously very bright things uh, on the horizon for this young man I, I tell you the one thing that he 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 definitely has is confidence you know and, oh, yeah. and uh on the on the pga tour that will uh well you know assuming he gets there i mean we've we have seen some guys flash in college and not quite pan oh, yeah. out you know well the two guys announcing colt knows he, he was yeah. a former you know he 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 never made it on the tour my gosh and then, no and then uh of course well john john um golly man my, my mind's going the, the John Cook was Cook, the other yeah. uh, cookie man, yeah. yeah well, he of course, he little, made it. Yeah, he you made know. It. I think but, he won a couple of times on two. Yeah, but then they had Smiley Kaufman as another commentator on the mm, golf course. Yeah, another one He didn't make, didn't make it. That, that <laughs> like you alluded to, was oh, no, I, scheduled I, to make it. I, uh, yeah, no, I, I thought, boy, and, and not only Smiley Kaufman, but who was the other hot shot from LSU? John Peterson. Uh, John Peterson. I thought for sure that guy was going to be – a lock to win on the PGA Tour, you yeah. know, or if not to, I, well, to win, but to, to at least his retain his card, play for a number of years. Right. He's a, uh, he's an investment banker now, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 it's amazing, you know, and then you have guys that couldn't make their high school team like Paul Azinger, <laughs> they grind and grind and, and never, you know, next thing you know, you know, they, they, um, I, I don't want to be negative, but I enjoyed Paul Azinger and John Cook's commentary so much more than Curtis Strange and whoever he's teamed up with on the PGA Tour. But once again, I don't want to be negative, but you mean, I, re- I really enjoyed the, their commentating. You, know? you said Paul Azinger. He was on the – Yeah, he was – he, oh. he and Cookie, John oh, I Cook. I thought you were, said Colt Nost was on that. No, he was on the golf course. On the golf course. course. Oh, Colt okay. Nost and Smiley Kaufman were yeah. on course. I got and they you. were doing things like, well, look at this shot, you yeah. know, this pitch shot with a roll, and he would throw a ball and show, you know, Smiley oh, Wood okay. and then, and then Colt Nose was on, on you know, another uh, part of the course or whatever. Yeah. Do, doing some, you know, probably play-by-play stuff, you know. Uh, well, I like about Paul Azinger is he, he, he doesn't over-commentate. You know, right. it's, it's very subtle. Now, he'll, he'll throw in some little daggers every now and then. Like, <laughs> I think he did that last weekend with the, uh, at the Live Tour. Um, he, but, he threw a dagger? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but... Um, but no, I do like him. He's uh, he's he's been a a, a a very good commentator for a, mm-hmm. for a very long time. But yeah, I, I mean, I love you know. I know it. You know the argument. I, I know it. In theory, sometimes you would say match play doesn't produce the best golfer as far as strokes, because you could theoretically make an eighteen on a hole and still win the match. You know, mm-hmm. but we got to remember that's really how golf was founded with yeah. match play. You know, it, it, when you go back to its roots. That that's that's what it's it's about, you know. And I, I'm not saying go match play on the PGA Tour, okay? No. But I'm saying in these amateur events, I think to keep the spirit of the amateur 
what kind of, you know, how Bobby Jones and all envisioned it. I, I well, box score, just what you're saying, the NCAA went to that for their mm-hmm. championship. And you, you mentioned on the phone when I was talking to you this afternoon, I think it's a great idea that the FedEx Cup needs to look maybe at, at that as a solution to, right. uh, to their dilemma I, they have now, which is a farce. As I'm, you know, both of us horrible. agree that it's horrible. It's yeah. horrible. Yeah. And, and look, so, and here's why I think it would work on the Tour Championship, because – we know the, the WGC match play event for years, it was a disaster, okay? Yeah. Um, you know, the, because the, there wasn't enough players. The, the, there wasn't enough players. So, you, Well, there was at some point, but a lot of times the, the highest-ranked players would get knocked out early. Mm-hmm. In, the fir- in its very first inception, um, uh, the, or when it first started, uh, it was a, it, one and done. So mm-hmm. if you were you know, one through 64 – so if you're Tiger Woods and you're playing 64th ranked guy in the world, and you lose in the first round, you're done. You're you're home on Thursday night. Right. And so the networks were often left with some really less than appealing matchups on Sundays. You know, and that's their biggest fear. Man, we're we're sinking all this money and the sponsors as well mm-hmm. into this event, and we don't get any ratings on the weekends or any spectators out here because it's. People that never heard of play because a lot of times it would be guys <coughs> with the, when the world ranking points were different back then. You, you, you have guys you'd never see on the PGA Tour all of a sudden if they're in the ranked in the top 64. Now later on they went to this pod play and pool play and so it was more like a double elimination sort of yeah, sort of tried. event, you know. But it's still not not ideal. I think with these with these thirty guys, you know everybody in that in that field. There might be a couple of rookies, you know, a couple of young guys like the one I can Bodahari or whatever. But that for the thing, most yeah. part, it's all pretty recognizable names. Yeah. So again, I have two <laughs> things. Either one, you could just go straight match play. You could uh, let's see, you got thirty players, so. You'd have to give a buy to two players to well, make it work. Well, you could out. do like the NCAA. They but have, that's they what have I was metal say. play, and then they thir- – 36 hole you know, metal, metal play, play, cut it down to eight. eight. If, you have, if you have a tie at eight, you play that off. You know, right. let them play off for the, for the eighth spot. And then you play your, 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 your uh, quarterfinals on, on Saturday, and you play your, your uh, quarterfinals Morning, and, se- and se- semi. Yeah, and then semis in the afternoon. And then yeah. you play your 36-hole final. final. Then you'd really get a true champion. I right. like it. 36-hole hey. final and 36-hole constellation. Yeah, you could you be commissioned. Well, you be commissioner? <laughs> I mean, look, that way you're earning. You, to me, th- this is so stupid. Oh, I, can't, this, yeah. I can't tell no, you how much I hate the, the, even the thought that somebody's starting 10 under before the tournament starts. because, And, and all it took, all it really takes, Teddy, this is what to me is the, the big problem. The way the points are distributed, you know. So if a guy happens to get hot in the playoffs, and it happens, okay, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden he might vault from you know way down into the top five, and and, and he's starting to get ahead of guys who who may have had ten top tens in the whole year. You know, I mean, they, yeah, maybe they didn't play that great the last two weeks, but it doesn't mean that their other twenty four events they played in should be lessened like it is. You know, and I, I agree. I, I and. Get- I, you know, honestly, only it cheapens about, the tournament only, to me. Yeah, only about six or seven guys, <clears throat> and you know, people are uh, heard some arguments. Oh, well, you know, over over four rounds, or you can make up eight shots. No, yeah, but you can't pass eight <laughs> other players. You can make up eight shots, maybe on the first, number one. Yeah, maybe, number one might go out and Cantley may go out and shoot 
75. Yeah, he's not even Very. number one. Scotty Scheffler. Oh, I, I thought I thought Canley got it yesterday. I thought he had got no, the number well, one. Well, what I saw was no, he's number two. But oh, well, anyway. So I mean, that's that's your point. He hasn't but, had that great a year. No, he hasn't. You know, and, but he but you know he, he won good, recently. Right, you know? right. Because he he's the first winner since we segue to into the, back yeah. in the BMW. Yeah, yeah, he's the first player to do that in the playoffs. But which um, started in what 2007. But 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 you know, look, number <laughs> thirty doesn't have a prayer in hell i mean he's not coming from you know from 30th starting at one under par and winning this tournament i mean it's 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 ridiculous i mean you know now they all get a nice payday you know boy they they jacked up the i think yeah last place last is a place. half a million yeah okay you know so um uh you know that great for them i'm sure they, they they're they're playing with you know house money but man i no, have, it's lucrative, no question. Zero. When I'm telling you I have zero interest in watching this, I have zero interest. I'm going to watch it, but just because it's the last tournament, you know, and then we start football watching that. But uh, I, I, I just want to hear what the commentators have to say about this, starting well, out with the handicap. Yeah, but they, 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 do. they don't. They don't. Unfortunately, they don't. Um, they, well, they they don't knock their own, the bread and butter. You no, know, no, that's, but they they're gonna have to make some kind of comments on it. I yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you're probably right. There won't be no, any no, controversy they're, over they're, it, but uh, certainly. And what's even stupider is like if they have like a tie, then the tie goes to the guy that has the best score within the tournament, not the not adding the stroke. So if, let's say. A guy was getting eight strokes, and he finishes, um, I don't know, I'm just making, you know, he, yeah. he, he finishes 16 under, and someone who was getting two shots finishes 16 under, where the guy that got two shots is going to win, is going to jump him in the, in the place money because he, he had a better, better. in that tournament? In that tournament, oh, yeah. Okay. It's just like a stupid net tournament in, a, in a, the <laughs> Shrimp it's, Festival it's tournament. Exactly. It's you got know? amateur written all, all over it. it. All I mean, over it. It's just You know, disgusting. they only have a Calcutta before the thing starts. <laughs> You, well, you, know, you know, with the way gambling's going, why not? You know? Why not? Why you know? not? And look, you make know? it make it open to everybody. Make it on Facebook Live. You know, open Calcutta, man. Whoa, you now know. you're coming up with some really good ideas. You know, let me drink some more. <laughs> well, you know, okay, Patrick Cantley. You know, like we said, became the first back-to-back winner. Uh, he beat out Scott Stallings. I was kind of pulling for him as well. And then uh, the two shufflers, Zandush. And Scotty finished tied for third. But there were so many storylines. Will Zalatoris, who won last week, had to withdraw because of a, a, a back injury. And it was awesome, awkward looking at that you know, physician or physical therapist trying to stretch his back out before he withdrew. But uh, he, hopefully he'll be back for, for this week. And then uh, I'm sure you saw uh, Rory and the uh, remote golf ball on the green. Oh, that was... <laughs> that was it was kind of, it was funny, but it's aggravating. It's not funny. That, though. Well, it's funny. It's funny yeah. the way he what what I love about it. Do you realize how much that probably cost that guy? That had to be <laughs> a couple thousand dollar little gadget. Okay? He threw it into the lake, and I love the fact that he caught it through in the lake. Yeah. yeah. So the guy gets to go home with a remote control. Did, did they catch him? <laughs> I don't know. Because that mean, that would be the other thing. Because if they don't. That, that this is going to become a, a, a pandemic, you yeah, know, um, <laughs> or things like it, you it know. It shouldn't be that hard. To, I mean, so, somebody had to see a guy with a little joystick, <laughs> They're gonna you know. They're going to have to screen him now um, going through more, more closely. Oh, my God. Can yeah. you imagine, you but know. That, 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 was, that was funny. I mean, it was funny, like we're saying, but 
It could, it yeah, could it's kind of like tackling some... the streakers and all. I used to always enjoy that at the British Open when they would, uh, you know. But, but um, yeah, it, it, you know, I tell you what I have noticed. That it's a disturbing trend, and, and it's not just in golf, but at all sporting events now. Man, I was watching – I saw some – at three – at least three preseason football games this past weekend, massive fights breaking out in the stands between – fans Mm -hmm. it's just this i don't know what's has happened to our society but it has become so obnoxious there's no respect for other people as and and obviously in golf it's just become so rowdy now you know and and uh that's disrespectful what whoever did did that to to me there's only two events where i'm I'm gonna give it a pass the Ryder cup i think it's fine to i don't think it's okay to you know say Bad things while players are hitting and all that, but I think it's you know when the guys show, all show up dressed like Uncle Sam and the other people are showing you know dressed up in mm-hmm. like European. I'm fine with that. That's that's just a, a once every two you know two years just a patriotic whatever you know. And look, I'm gonna give Scottsdale a pass. I think it's getting a little out of hand, but you know. They're generating a lot of revenue off of it. Yeah. So that one hole at that one golf tournament, uh, you know, I'm. But man, it's spilling out into the. Well, other. The, the whole landscape of golf's changing now with the LIV and, and stuff. Uh, yeah, you know, and they're they're placing in, that on, on the on the scene. Yeah, and they're you know <coughs> they're, they're the, the the younger and may you know look I know I, we we probably sound like dinosaurs espousing these views, but that's. That's not only how we were raised or how we – I just don't think there's a place for that in this game, you know, uh, itself. Right. It goes against the traditions and heritage of the game that we know and love for all our lives, you know. And, I mean, it's just it's hard to accept. I'm not saying it's not the future because it could very well be. And it could change the whole complexion of golf and, and uh, how, how people view golf and, 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 you know, putting aside the traditions and stuff that got us to here. But – it, yeah. it it's changing. The landscape is changing, and uh, we're just going to have to be patient, and wait, and see what happens. Yeah, well, I, you know, again, <clears throat> I think you can have fun and um, without being disrespectful and, uh, and and creating a scene. You know, and, you know, and, you know, with the gambling that 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 they're doing in all sports nowadays, and illegal gambling, your idea is super for the FedEx Cup. Man, why not have a, a, a online Calcutta bid? You know. <laughs> I mean, have these guys play match play? Just you know, think that. No, it's serious. No, no that, but I know that would be awesome. You know, it'd be hilarious though. It's, we're having an online Calcutta, but if you're on the Live Tour, you can't bet. <laughs> so, Phil, <laughs> Phil, you're banned. Dang, Phil, Phil, what would happen to poor Phil? But you know, oh. match play is more exciting. Look at look at the match. The USM. Oh, yeah. The guy Sam Bennett was five up through twenty two holes. And and this other boy Ben, you know, kept kept gnawing away and gnawing away, and and man, he he, he got it down to one yep. with, with one hole of play. So it was really exciting, and both of them were nervous and making bonehead mistakes. I don't know if you watched it, but on on the on the thirteenth uh, holes, a par five, they both hit their drives. It's easily reachable in two, but out of bounds is right there. Sam Bennett, who is three two or three up at the time, hits it out of bounds. Mm. The next boy, who's much longer than him, Ben, uh-huh. he, he hit it out of bounds in the exact oh same God. spot. The balls were two feet apart. I mean, come on, so dude, lay up. Three, yeah, I mean, well, you hit a wedge and another wedge, well, and you it, win the hole with a five. 
Oh, oh and they did. both made oh, so sixes. A, it was on a par. Par five, yeah, oh, the way okay. you can go for it in two. But oh, I, they were going for it in two. The out of bounds okay. hook, hook, you know, comes close to the left okay, side. Okay, okay, yeah. And, and they both left it left, you know, hooked it left and or yeah. pulled it left, whatever. And, and I'm telling you, their balls were not two feet apart because the out of bounds was uh, a gnarly area I mean, with some bushes The only thing I would say is maybe he didn't know the, his opponent's ball was out he, of bounds. He did because oh, they did. went over oh, that. Okay. He went, well, they well, went over that. And, and yeah, uh, yeah, Because the other boy – Sam had to come back and hit a provisional because he was 20 yards behind. Oh, him. behind. Okay. So he had to hit oh, his provisional well, before he hit. So it well, was a bonehead. Both of them bonehead mistakes. Well, yeah, because that goes back to what happened on, on tour last week when, um, who was it, with the Rock deal? You know, so you got to, you had a chance to evaluate your opponent's oh, yeah, shot before. Oh, yeah, that was Zalatoris. Uh, yeah, Zalatoris. You know, so, and in that case, what his opponent did made or him fail to do, right? Or failed to do. Yeah you know made up his mind for him so yeah that but you know that's youth i mean you know they all think they're they can yeah they think you know, they're in, <laughs> right yeah, sure, you know. sure. but uh, i do I, I really do like the 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 intricacies of match play and look every now and then you'll get the the four and three the f- whatever yeah you well know, look it, the ladies 11 and yeah, nine. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it'll happen sometimes yeah, but, but for the most part you know, and you're exactly right. What what happens is you see in a regular stroke play event, a lot of times that's why you see so – I think this year I, I couldn't remember how many times people came from five and shot, six shots back on Sundays even because, you know, the the the, the, the last twosome off, they're focused on their, – their, their, they're not watching behind them. Mm-hmm. So – you know, you, it's easy to kind of sneak – not so easy, but, you, you know, right. sneak up, post a score, wait in the score is 10 until everything happens. But when you're – you know that's it. That's This is it. That's my opponent. Eye to eye. I either, yeah, it's like a match race and horse racing too, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it, it, it does lead to some bonehead decisions, like you said, <laughs> choking, making – you know, it, it – and – and look, you know, I mean, it, it's again. There, there's a reason that's kind of the, where, pr- the pressure is so much more intense. I know, in I, I know. I love. I, you know, I just think. And, and again, I no. Would I want to watch it every week on the PGA Tour? Absolutely no. not. But but uh, would does it have a place? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, big yeah. Time. And I, I think the NCAA. Kudos to them for getting it right with this combination of stroke play right. and match play. Because mm-hmm. you know, it, I think it does. Because you wouldn't want to just. Right, you see, the you know. stroke play for the NCAA establishes the medalist winner, the individual winner, right? And then the teams go into boom, 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 match play, and then it's a whole different story. Then it's a whole different story, right? Um, who was it uh, <coughs> uh, when LSU the ladies uh, one year they um, they won the stroke play part of it, right? But in match play, they they were right. I think you're right. Eliminated, there. you know, pretty or you know, right. wasn't nearly what you would think. I think it was when I think it was like two or three years ago. But anyway. But, you know, that's... Some other storylines, though, box score from the, uh, from the tournament. Hideki Machirama four-putted, I think it was number 11 or 12, and then the, the very next yeah. hole, he made a 10. Yeah. A 10. That's in- unbelievable how a touring pro of that caliber can make that big a score. He kept dumping that little pitch wedge into the water and I was, make a substantial putt for 10. I was texting my buddy, <laughs> um, Jim uh, Reed, our buddy, uh, mm-hmm. Saturday, because... Um, we had um, 
And oh, we put five dollars on Colin Morikawa after the first two rounds. He was still sixteen to one to win. He was like uh-huh. four shots back. So I, I, I thought, said, let's you know, we'll, he put two fifty on it. So um, I'm watching the round Saturday, uh-huh. and. This was incredible, too, because I only watched the last 30 minutes, okay? Yeah. In the last 15 minutes of the tournament, and I thought it was just my imagination until I think it, whatever whoever the announcer was said, in a period of the, those 15 minutes, six players missed putts inside of three feet. Oh. I mean, I've never seen that. In <laughs> on a, pro, a PGA on Tour. On a PGA oh, Tour. I mean, it was incredible, man. You know, and I mean – some of those, they had like eight footers coming back, you know, cool. with the little lip outs, you know. It's yeah. like, I, oh, my goodness, you know. Uh, it was bad. I, I don't know if it, just the putting was that bad or or the greens were that tricky to read or what. That's an, yeah, I mean, that's that's crazy. That, that, uh, it, was, it, it, just, it just happened so fast. I mean, that's like, yeah. and that, that's, that's the leaders, you know. That's the ones that are playing well sure. that you're watching at the end. It's like makes you wonder what happened earlier in the round, but I did see some of those misses from two feet. Oh my Ooh. God! You know, it's it's yeah. it's that's painful. A while. That's <laughs> you know, it, you never. I mean, it, that and that's why honestly, and I know it'd be horrible for the, for Saturday pace of play. But you really, you know, if you really have a low money game or whatever, you really should put everything out instead oh, yeah. of going Absolutely. good, good or in the leather and all that because. Every putt's missable. Well, they said that in the U.S. Amateur on the whole preceding the, the, the two sixes they made, uh-huh. which was the 12th hole, uh, uh, Ben uh, missed a uh, three-and-a-half-footer. And, uh-huh. the, and the commentator, it was either uh, Paul Azinger or John Cook said, that's why you should putt out. And then on the, the, the next hole, they made sixes. And then on the following hole, Sam, he, he lipped out. Sam Bennett lipped mm-hmm. out for a very short putt, two feet. And... Uh, let, letting uh, the the other guy win. So yeah, I mean, those putts are <laughs> are nerve wracking, and then you put pressure on it, like That's in the what U.S. I'm saying. Yeah, when you nerve, really. when your hands are shaking <laughs> you know, a little bit, it's hard enough to make a two footer. Look, you know, we all. It's easy when you just walk up casually, tap it in. It always goes in. But when you line it up, look oh, at it, man. mark it, spot it, you know, remark. Uh, that's when you start, you yeah. know. Most people, you know, some people we spot it, then they move it up six inches and spot it again. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it's a little, a little shorter, you know. <laughs> I'm not naming any names. No, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't incriminate yourself. Don't, no, please don't do that. I might get sued by Patrick Reed. You know, you never know. <laughs> He's suing everybody else, isn't he? Oh, my goodness. That's and then my, my favorite player, I was watching Saturday, Jordan Spieth. This boy was in oh content. He was God. leading the tournament, and then they showed one hole. A par four. I think he had a four putt too on it. I'm not sure, but on this hole, he they showed him the day before on Friday. He hit it in the right rough, and and, and Saturday he hit it in oh. the left rough. And the distance between those two shots was 113 yards. No. Oh my god! How can how can anybody play golf not knowing where the ball? Especially going? a pro. I mean, that's that's <laughs> especially that's, a pro. Go oh on. my goodness! And then I think he had a, a I don't know what 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 round it was in. But he had a boneheaded thing where Michael Geller was trying yeah. to talk, you know. That was that Saturday. Bunker, that bro. bunker shot, right? When he knocks into the knocks water. Knocks into the water, yeah. yeah. It's, it's they went back and forth. He couldn't. He didn't he, listen to Geller. He, he should have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Made a double bogey. Yeah. Um, so, uh, t- finishing. It was a tournament within a tournament, right? These players were jockeying for that oh, 30th goodness, place. Yeah. 
Finishing 29th was Adam Scott, who played phenomenal golf for, for his age, 42, coming down the stretch. And then Aaron Wise got the 30th spot, beaten out by 19 points, whatever that means. You know, I mean, I don't know yeah. how, 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 how that really relates. 19 points over Shane Lowry. And yeah. I, I, it was interesting, though, the, the commentators yeah. and, and, and them spotlighting these, these right. important shots, important players jockeying for and that 30th kind of, spot. it was kind of amazing how quick <coughs> things could change, you know. And I, I yeah. remember one of the guys, I, I don't remember, oh, Trey Mullinax, maybe, whatever. Mullinax, but, yeah. Yeah, com, coming out of the tent because <coughs> he was just so relieved to have made it, you know. And I'm just like, that, I thought, I said, man, this dude's not going to the playoffs right now, right? I mean, I mean you know, I mean, like a play, he was acting like he was in a playoff for the tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, he was high-fiving, and, and, uh, but that's how exciting it was. And so at least they got that right. So that part, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do have the part We've right. We've got to with, give them some credit. No, no, yeah. I, I get, I, the, 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 the part about the cutoff part, you know, that was, that was very exciting. And, uh, you know, kind of tough sometimes to put your fate in other players' hands, you know. And, and, uh, but, hey, you know. Yeah, I, I like that. I, I really did. Uh, and the other ones just missing out was Tom Kim, the guy that won yeah. just to get in there. So he, he's not too disappointed finishing just out the uh, cut line, along with Davis Riley. I don't know too much about that dude. You, you, you know anything about him? Mm, I heard, I, <clears throat> How did he get in there? I never heard uh, that much about him, and I think I followed golf as closely as anybody. Yeah, I really don't, I really don't and know. And then the other boy, uh, Trey Mullinex, this year as well, was uh, out of it, so... Eighteen yeah. million dollars is on the line for whoever wins it, you know, handicap and all. And of course, that's going to be played next week in Atlanta at uh, East Lake. That's Bobby Jones's home course that he yeah, grew, grew and, up on. And, and that East Lake whole the whole thing with it is a good story. In, in that mm-hmm. uh, that was a just a rundown had become <coughs> very rundown in a very impoverished area of uh, of Atlanta, and and that's where. You know, again, I'm not saying the PGA Tour is perfect, but that's where they get some things right, you know. And, and I remember a documentary or a special they did on it um, when they first started having the Tour Championship there. Uh, and, and um, you know, it, it's it's good to see them giving back to the community, yep. giving these, uh, you know, inner-city kids a chance Absolutely, to, especially to be in introduced that, to, the, yeah. to the game of golf. And, and uh, that was a lot of the origins of the first tee program and, um, and, and it's, yeah, I like it. I like that a lot. All right. We've got a couple of minutes left. I'd be remiss if I didn't say uh, Hall of Fame golfer, Obit here, Tom Weisskopf, uh, who died at the age of 79 uh, from complications for, from a disease. I can remember watching him in New Orleans as a teenager box score. And uh, he, he, I wear these, uh, these little shirts, these called A shirts, you know, uh-huh. undershirts. And he's the reason I did that. When I watched it, I can, never, I can <laughs> vividly remember it. I was number nine at Lakewood, and I walked up with whoever I was with, my dad and them. And, boy, he had some black shoes with black socks, and they were pristinely shined. Some pink slacks and a white shirt with that A shirt. And from ever then on, I would wear those shirts. Of course, you know, back then, everything was cotton, and, and you had to have some undershirt to absorb the cotton and wouldn't restrict you. And those shirts allowed you not to be uh, hemmed in or, or, or restricted from, from your golf swing. But Tom Weisskopf lived in an era when uh, the big wa- other boy from uh, Ohio State, I can't remember his name. He was oh, Jack Nicklaus. That's it. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there are some poor times. Jack, he, he, he killed that poor boy's no, uh, there career. Are, there are times when you're just born at the wrong time. You know? <laughs> in the wrong state in as the well. In the wrong, wrong state, yeah. <laughs> well, 
you know, you, I don't, yeah. It, it, but look, he, you know, I, I always respected him. I thought he was a gentleman, you know. I mean, um, you know, for, I mean, he had a few things, a few issues, but for the most part, well respected. Um, oh, he's um, a Hall of Fame player. He's a Hall of Fame player, and and yeah, uh, no question. And, and and you know, as as Tom Watson, you know, put out um, that little uh, tribute to him, another reminder, um, and to all, to all people, you know, guys our age to to get screened for prostate cancer, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's very treatable if you catch it early, but unfortunately that's, um, you know, what ultimately claimed uh, his life. But, yeah. um, but yet, um, he definitely in- in- endured his share of heartache on the golf course. All because of Jack Nicklaus. <laughs> All because of Jack Nicklaus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. He, won, he did win the Open Championship in 1973, though. So, uh, you know. I mean. Once again, a Hall of Fame player, you know. Yeah, again, you know, and, and not not that he, I like him anymore, but, you know, just imagine if, you know, Phil hadn't been in the same sort of era as Tiger, you know, and or yeah. – a lot of guys, for that matter, you could say they, they may have won a, a few more majors. I, I just uh, got through reading his book, and I'm gonna have to, I gave it to Theodore to read when he goes to New York with his golf team. But you need to read it. Oh, so it. I get a I have, third I, now. Okay. Yeah, after then it would be well used. You know, well, yeah, be all broken in. <laughs> but you'll, you'll have a different uh, attitude towards Phil once you read this. And I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying I, I, I condone what he's doing. What he did is wrong. I, I disagree whole, wholeheartedly with it, but. You know, um, he, he he was a good guy. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Yeah, I, I, I never disputed that. It's just uh, the whole. It just every all my stuff turned with the Saudi oh, yeah, deal. You yeah, know, I, yeah. I knew before that he was so, so generous. He was stuff. generous. Oh, he yeah. was the only guy on the PGA tour that would just routinely hand out hundred dollar bills to the locker room attendants. Oh, yeah. I mean, Every you know, every time you know they shine his shoes. Here's a hundred bucks. You know, whatever. You know, uh, sure. And and they loved. I mean, he was <laughs> beloved at tour events because of that. And I know he did a lot of <laughs> charitable stuff. And you had mentioned about the scholarship th- thing he did. Right. Look, this is also a guy who who chartered a plane to to fly during a tournament to go back to California to watch his, his daughter. Daughter's, yeah. Graduate what eighth grade graduation something, or something like that. You yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, he was a family man. Look. No question. Yeah, with his through, by his wife through a cancer battle. No, I mean, uh, yeah. I have I I just hate what Tali's soul is we all do. Out, you know. But I know. All I right, know we got to shut her it. down. Yep. All right. Thanks for tuning in. We had a good uh, good time. Box score and I join us again next week uh, Monday, and uh, I think we'll be here. Well, we're going to be here for uh, Labor Day. Um, well, maybe, maybe not. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I don't know. All right, news is up okay. next. The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy.
We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s on Kane 1075.